Howdy crew, maintenance technician Neil here to let you know that Kenny and I decided to split our discussion on the Wayland Files and Prometheus Extended and Deleted Scenes into two episodes because uh, your boy here caught a cold over the weekend and I just didn't have it in me to get the whole edit turned around. I hope you understand. We will be back at you next episode talking about the Prometheus deleted and extended scenes. For now, please join us on this journey through the Wayland Files promotional videos and short films created for Prometheus. They kind of flesh out the world and stuff. We got lots to say about these. Uh, but uh, let's get some plugs up top. Follow Kenny. On Twitter at C Y H O B B E Z. Follow me on Twitter at Final Neil. Follow the show on Twitter at Crew Expendapod or go to our website, crewexpendable.net. Find links to all the podcast services, all of our episodes, social media, etc. Uh, rate and review us five stars, all that good stuff. We're a brand new show. Really appreciate the support. And if you want to hear me struggling with uh, a cold and kind of a throat thing on another podcast, don't forget to check out MK PodQuest, the show where I talk about Mortal Kombat movies, TV shows, books, comics, etc. Anything but the games, basically. With our friend Corey, MKPodQuest.com or MK Podquest in your podcast app. For now, though, let's just get right into this discussion about the Prometheus Wayland file short films and uh, promotional videos. There's some good stuff in here. We'll be back. We'll bye. bye. Wait, no, not bye. Keep listening. I'm, I'm going to go. Bye. about Sonic the Hedgehog and you probably don't want those on I will add a... <laughs> okay look I have a lot of opinions about Sonic the Hedgehog I don't know if I'd necessarily call them problematic but well you're just like a huge Ken Penders defender you're, uh, you're known yeah as... that's me man I can't get enough of it that Knuckles ongoing is the best comic I've ever read you're, you're known as the Penders defender in many forums online <laughs> That's why I changed my first name to Ken, because I love his work so much. <laughs> that stuff's not staying in the episode. That's, well, actually, it might. It's kind of funny. I mean, it could, it could be the intro. Why not? Sure. The intro to this episode of Crew Expendable, the podcast where uh, a couple of space jockeys travel through the alien universe. That's right. How do you like that? Referring to us as space jockeys. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I think you also did that in the last episode, too. Probably. Should I change it up for this one? Eh, I don't care. Whatever. A couple of face huggers here just crawling through the vents of the Alien franchise. That's a bit more evocative. I'll give it that. <laughs> I am, uh, what's my rank this time? Um, maintenance, uh, maintenance technician Neil. 
maintenance technician Neil. Now I got to think of something cool and clever. Uh, 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 I wasn't able to think of anything fast enough. You're going to be science officer. How about a um, chief biologist, Kenny? That'll work for me. Chief biologist, Kenny. That's me. There we go. Nice little reference to uh, our boy uh, Milburn, who got some some added scenes in the Prometheus deleted and extended scenes. He certainly did. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, according to my notes, I believe that is actually uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, we're going to talk about the um, was it the Wayland you the the Peter Wayland files the, uh, the Peter Wayland files that is what they're called the yes. short films and viral videos that were created for promotion for the motion picture Prometheus. And then also a discussion about the uh, deleted and extended scenes from the movie, many of which I think should have just been in the movie. I would have enjoyed it a lot more. I also think that, yes. Yeah, but we'll get into that. Oh, another important note. We've decided that we have a, a ship. We are on a ship for this expedition through the Alien franchise. What is our ship name? I believe it is the USCSS podcast. That's right. Maintenance technician Neil and chief biologist Kenny coming at you from the USCSS podcast. We're just a couple of dorks, aren't we? Uh. <laughs> I was hoping you were. I was hoping you were going to drop some weird sound clip in there, so I wanted to give you a second. I haven't got the soundboard loaded up. I'm going to have to do that in post. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So let's you want to just jump right into these um, uh, Peter Whalen files. There was how many of these total? I know there was four officially considered the Peter Whalen files or the Whalen files. Yeah, there's there's a total of four officially because like when they first were released, give name the name of the group or the name of the group of uh, videos, the Peter Whalen files. I believe they weren't actually called that until they were released as special features on the Prometheus Blu-ray. Yes. And, and when they released them there, they released four of them. Yeah. But over the course of time, they released a total of six videos. Yes. So there's six of them, but technically there's only really four that are quote-unquote official, quote-unquote. Right. And uh, only maybe three that matter. Uh, yeah in, i mean there's there's definitely a good couple of them that don't really have anything meaningful or relevant for like franchise continuity like a couple of them just don't really matter no not at all let's uh let's run through these in this so i've got these listed in in the order of the uh, ted conference the happy birthday david quiet eye project prometheus mission Wayland you Wayland Industries testimonial and Prometheus transmission. Let's use that as our order for talking about these. That is also the order I have that I have my notes in, so that'll work for me. Beautiful. All right, let's just go ahead and jump right into the TED Conference 2023 short film, which is just Peter Wayland giving a TED talk, basically. It certainly is. In the year of our Lord 2023. So look out for that next year, everybody. Uh, I don't know, man. He just gets on stage and talks a lot about Prometheus and how smart he is for creating robots, right? Uh, uh, he also specifically mentions once again that scene, or uh, yeah, he talks about that scene from Lawrence of Arabia, yes. which as we discussed in the previous episode is literally the scene David is watching at the beginning of the movie. Sure. So that is referenced multiple times over the course of this 
part of the franchise. Right, where Mr. Lawrence of Arabia puts a match out with his fingers and his uh, associate, Mr. Potter, tries it and burns his fingers and says, what's the trick? And he says, the trick, Mr. Potter, is not minding that it hurts. That kind of segues into a talk about the Titan Prometheus from Greek mythology, I believe, who... Mythology, that's the one. Who brought fire from the gods and gave it to mankind. Peter Whalen references this as our first piece of technology and the sort of implication here being that I think historically as well for the story of of the Titan Prometheus is that he, by giving fire to mankind, he essentially created civilization because fire was the most important invention of all time, apparently, or most important discovery. I don't think it was really invented, right? It just sort of exists. Yeah, it was more, it, yeah, it was more discovered than invented. Sure. And like, after he talks about that, he then, I don't, I don't know, you probably remember this, but he then, after that, lists off a series of other inventions that he thinks is, like, equally, like, civilization-altering right. on the same level that fire sure. was. the wheel, Coca-Cola Starlight, the microphone. <laughs> um, I, actually, probably... I actually went out of my way to write down the entire list of stuff he says, I didn't think to list down because he also gives like time frames for when they came out. Right. And I forgot to write those down. Yeah, that's but. all right. I feel like the Nintendo Game Boy should be on that list too, right? That was a pretty big deal. It absolutely should as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But yeah, according to Peter Wayland, um, the other stuff throughout history that is as important to civilization as fire was is, and I quote, stone tools, uh-huh. the wheel, yeah, a sundial. Sure. Gunpowder. Oh, yeah, that was a big one. Printing press. Printing press, definitely. Um, Steam engine. Yeah. The railway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The light bulb. Okay. The car. Yeah. The TV. Definitely. And then the Game Boy. And then the Game Boy. Uh And then uh, we got just a couple more here that I'll just rattle them off. Uh, Nukes, (laughs) spacecraft, the internet, biotech, and nanotech. Uh-huh. Fusion and fission, and the last one he lists is M theory, which I'm such a super smart brain genius that I forgot to look up what M theory is, so I don't know what that is. Boy, well, we we can check it real quick. M theory, uh, a theory in physics that unifies all consistent versions of superstring theory. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get to the bottom of this on this podcast, but uh, yeah, probably not. But. <laughs> Cool. Great discovery. Um, one thing about this that stood out to me was when he talks about uh, the way the gods punished Prometheus for giving fire to mankind. They tied him to a rock and an eagle ripped him apart day after day over and over and over again. He's on his liver every day. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I was just kind of like, man, this is kind of damning, dude. Like you're, you're naming your expedition after the Titan who like elevated mankind like to civilization and you're making references that from that we have now been elevated to godhood because of all of these discoveries and inventions and etc but uh the last guy got tortured for doing this you know for eternity for eternity and uh as we all know at the end of prometheus same kind of shit's supposed to be happening to mankind right like we were supposed to be wiped out by the engineers uh, there's just this interesting cycle of 
of greed and power that is tied into all of the alien movies thematically it it fits right thematically this really connects to the rest of the franchise in my opinion it really does it ties a lot of things together uh especially because at one point near the end of the speech he literally says the sentence we are the gods now right. which uh throughout uh peter whalen's entire like character arc for this movie yeah it's all about like him like you know or us seeing him and like the huge amounts of hubris he has at one point he literally refers to himself or rather compares himself to a god that's like kind of a big thing for him yeah which i also is another thing that i find ironic that he called the ship the prometheus right. which is not a god but a titan that got punished forever by a god <laughs> that he also considers himself one of sure. so what's the deal with that you know well he's much like the greek gods and probably viewing the titans as just a means to an end right certainly yeah, is as a, um, as a tool i don't know i'm not too well versed in greek mythology i mean i've seen hercules like the like the animated hercules <laughs> learned a lot from that oh <laughs> I thought you meant the Kevin Sorbo one. No, fuck that guy. Uh, rule on this podcast, as with all my other shows, no Kevin Sorbo. Um, Fair enough. I did see the Rock Hercules movie. That was kind of kind. So cool. did I. That movie ruled. I loved it. I thought it was really good. I haven't. I've only seen it the one time, but I liked it at the time. Anyway, no expert on mythology here. Uh, one thing that pissed me off about Peter Whalen in this, who oh I guess we should state is played by Guy Pierce in this you know standard and age. he's not in the old man makeup yeah standard age guy pierce good actor i really like him excellent in this role uh mm -hmm. I honestly played a pretty good old man as we'll talk about in some of the later like in the extended scenes uh yeah. he's like i've created robots that are almost indistinguishable from mankind we can now create life we are gods now and it's like yeah but sorry dude women have been creating life <laughs> you know yeah. for a very long time now dude like you, you, what are you doing like you've made robots i don't know it's just this this ego trip thing that gets cast onto tech billionaires all the time in science fiction and there must be some root to it like it, there must be some shred of truth to it i guess yeah probably i mean they had to have gotten the idea from somewhere like this many people over the course of creating fiction wouldn't have independently hit a, hit upon this idea on their own without right. it having to have come from somewhere. You know? Yeah. Anyway. One other thing that I thought was uh, notable is yeah. during his rant about how he, you know, he says the, where are the gods now and all that he lists rules, regulations, laws, and ethical guidelines uh -huh. as just red tape, hindering yeah. technological progress, which I thought yeah. was, uh, cool looks around <laughs> pretty uh yeah seems to be a popular opinion amongst a lot of people and kind of ties into our next short the uh, happy birthday david short you got anything else to say about the ted conference one or you want to move on to happy birthday um, david uh on the because like i said i have the uh, physical prometheus blu-ray yeah. and when you open up the peter whalen files special feature yeah. and it opens up a separate menu that has like the four uh short films listed yeah. when you put the cursor on one of the films but before you play it it displays a little like secondary screen well 
not secondary screen, secondary menu off to the side okay. that has like a, like the idea of it is that like ostensibly you're going through Peter Whalen's personal files oh, and cool. then he has like uh, notes appended onto the videos that are just like text displayed in a box next nice. to the video right. before you play it. And um, in that little uh, thing for this video, he basically just described him giving a TED talk as just a photo op and a marketing exercise. <laughs> and then his little bit of ranting that he gives afterwards, because, you know, he tends to. Rant. Um, yeah, it, basically the summation of it is he, he took it as an opportunity to remind everyone of just how smart he is. What an asshole. And he's glad that he did the TED talk because afterwards, uh, the stock of the company skyrocketed and he was able to use that. He was able to use his uh, or leverage his appearance on the Ted talk to be able to basically con or convince people, I should say not yeah. con people, well, but convince well. people into approving his plan for the colonization of Mars, wow. which he kind of implies is like the first step that led to everything else that happened down the road. Okay, that's fascinating. I did not know that. Because I and I watched these, um, I have the digital copy of Prometheus, and you can watch the, the Peter Whalen files, but obviously there's no fancy menu. There's also one other little additional piece of ephemera for this specific video. Yeah. It's a, te it's a TED Talk, but the TED Talk is actually hosted on the official TED Talk website. Okay. And each TED talk that they put on their website has like a little like page that you can go to for additional information right. about the speaker and what they're talking about. And even though this came out 10 years ago, yeah. um, the blog page on the TED talk website is still up for this video. Oh, cool. And uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of information, but it has a couple other things that just kind of like, support his claim of like how like you know how smart he is and how genius he is and that whole thing about like you know ethical ethical guidelines hindering progress and being red tape and all that just a couple other minor things the the blog post considers him to be a magnet for controversy for pushing <laughs> the ethical boundaries of medicine which is something you hate to see you hate to yeah. and um they said that this TED Talk is his first appearance after three years completely blacked out of media. And they also said that the previous time he was seen three years prior yeah. was him publicly butting heads with the Vatican over <laughs> gene therapy sterilization, which is Whoa. another phrase that you simply hate to see. That's kind of, yeah, boy. Who do you who do you root for in that one? <laughs> and it also uh, says that his personal motto is "If we can, we must," sure. which uh, feels very Jurassic Park to me. You know? Yeah, life finds a way, and all that. <laughs> Boy, what a what a piece of work this guy is, huh? Yeah, he he's a, it turns out he's a real fucking piece of shit. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Couldn't tell by watching the the standard movie. They sure. <laughs> Sure put a lot in to, to really hammer that point home in, in these Wayland files. 
But uh, I don't think I had anything else about that video, okay. which for the record, its official name is TED Conference 2023 sure. is the official name of the video. Yeah. And these are all available on YouTube if you want to watch them for yourself. Might drop some links into the episode description. Probably won't. So just go to YouTube and type these titles in. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to happy birthday, David. Uh, do you have any info from that Blu-ray disc? Any of Peter Whalen's notes on the happy birthday, David video? There is, yeah, his uh, personal notes on that video is actually a little uh, strange story. I found it a bit weird, yeah, but it's, I guess, suppose kind of interesting. It's like his uh, addendum notes on this video are almost all about his, like, previous mentor and protege who like for years and years was trying to get Peter Whalen to come and work for him at his company. Uh, and side note, uh, in the notes, it never says anywhere what this mentor protege's name was sure. or what company they worked for or anything. So I have to assume this character was invented full cloth for these notes. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, he apparently basically created some kind of the specific phrase Peter uses in his notes is genetic abomination, um, wow. brainwashed them and then would sell them off world as slaves. Um, but fuck. he would implant them with false memories first. And apparently one of those slaves came back and killed him or uh, caused some kind of damage to a building that blew up and killed him. Okay. And so uh, Peter Wayland tells that story as his reason why he decided to go with robots rather than genetically modifying living people, because that way robots are easier to control and you don't have to worry about them, you know, killing you as long as you program them not to. Um, I'm just and way more interesting than the actual movie was. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, there's also one other thing, uh, touching back on the conversation about Vickers that we had in the previous episode, yeah. the final sentence of this little, uh, addendum note, uh -huh. just, he describes David as a quote, his one true offspring. So God, what an asshole. Oh boy. All of, but anyway, on to the actual video. <laughs> all of these notes on what is basically a corporate commercial for the David yeah. Model 8. Is that correct? The David Model 8 synthetic? David 8. Yep, David yeah. 8. That is correct. And it's just um, it's just uh, Michael Fassbender being David, talking yeah. about himself, you know, generic, being asked generic questions like, what do you think about? And he's like, I can think about anything. What makes you, like, yeah, just... What makes you sad? War and immorality and whatever else. And he's like crying and then talking about how he understands human emotions, but he doesn't actually feel them, which I think is arguable given how often we see him feeling things in Prometheus and how much we will see him feeling things in Covenant. Yeah, I mean, he clearly experiences emotions. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely does, but he seems to not really believe that he does at least at this point in the journey um but yeah, he, he at least pretends he doesn't at the very least yeah and also wailing out here showing their whole ass when david's talking about the benefits of having him a, a synthetic as part of a company's workforce where he can carry out distressing or carry out tasks that humans may find distressing or unethical 
right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah it's going really- back to Waylon doing stuff that is completely unethical. Yeah, right. And just outright saying like, oh, you know, some people might find the things that I can do unethical, but I don't have that problem. I'm better than a better than a human. But like really trying to sell it as. I'm so lifelike, I can just absolutely integrate into your existing workforce. Peter Whalen was on some shit. And he certainly was. If we view this whole thing as like an actual corporate video, like what they would show to investors or as promotion to try to get contracts to provide Davids for other companies or whatever, uh, there's some weird shots of a David robot just in a plastic bag with like styrofoam around it. Yeah a couple of times and I'm like that doesn't really feel like a like that's not very attractive packaging to deliver your David in you know so it's, it's kind of yeah, an odd yeah I was I was thinking the same thing at first I was like is that like how they come off of the like the factory line and they get cleaned up and sent out after that but it's like the video certainly like doesn't present it as working like that yeah I don't know but it, it's almost like these little scenes where they're still showing you like, but no, it's just an object. It's just a tool. It's just a thing for yep. you to utilize for your advantage. You know, as human like as David can be, he's not a human. He's still a, he's still a fuck. He's like a Roomba, you know? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty yeah. much exactly what he is. Yeah, basically. Interesting, interesting video. And uh, I'm always here for Michael Fassbender doing pretty much anything. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, I think this at one point he plays at one point he plays chess with himself, sure. which feels like, you know, uh, just a step or two removed from him kissing himself like he does in covenant. Yeah, he does. Spoiler alert. Even though I'm sure I talked about it at length in previous episodes. Uh, you did. I believe you <laughs> mentioned it twice in the previous episode. Yeah. I'll bring it up several more times throughout this podcast. Um, uh, I don't have much else to say about happy birthday, David. Uh, I literally only have one other thing to mention about it is that I didn't notice it while I was watching Prometheus. I only noticed it while I was watching this video. Uh Um, The company is still Wayland Industries at this point. It has not yet become Wayland Utani. Yes. And it's still Wayland in um, Prometheus, correct? It is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Important. I mean, I, I didn't really have like a whole lot to say about it. I just noticed that I was like, oh, the logo only says like Wayland Industries. It doesn't say Wayland Yutani because there's like a scene at the end where he like uh, at the end of the video where he like presses yes. his finger against the camera and it has a little like Wayland logo inside of his fingerprint. Yeah, it's a, And I was it's like, a very, oh, that's Wayland, not Wayland Yutani. That's interesting. They've given him a very like... It's a human thumbprint, just a little Wayland insignia in it. And I think I think you can see that in Prometheus too, when he's got the drop of uh, pathogen between his fingers. I want to say that there's a point in that where you can see the little Wayland logo on his thumb as well, or on his fingertips. Nice little detail there. And, and again, kind of highlighting like, look, almost human, but not really. Still a, still a, just a cordless drill, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Manufactured by Ryobi. <laughs> uh do you want to move on to quiet eye yeah number three quiet eye elizabeth shaw this is just shaw's video message a, a video message she has been i guess spamming to peter wayland for a month at this point 
Yep. She's been calling his saying she's been calling his office every day and she'll send the same transmission tomorrow, et cetera. And it's just really her trying to sell herself all of her degrees and everything, all of her, you know, experience. And she's like, but that's not who I am. That's what I know. And just really trying to press him to like fund the Prometheus expedition, right? But it's presented. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all it is. Yeah, it's presented in a split screen. So on one half, it's just like the video on the on the right, I think, and on the left, she's the video is being ran through a bunch of like facial recognition software. It looks like they keep the video keeps mapping other people's like faces and stuff over hers to see if it matches up. I I don't fully understand the intent with this. If it's I, just like I think the idea is like I saw somebody online describe it as quote an AI based video polygraph and I think what it is is Peter Whalen got this video and then sent it off to somebody to basically have them analyze it to see if she's like lying and to like make sure it's actually her and so like whoever it is that's checking this video is running it through a bunch of AI software to basically make sure that the person in the video is who she says she is and she can actually do what she's claiming to be able to. I think that's the premise of it. It's kind of like a lie detector sort of, but it's like an AI program. So gotcha. What does I the, think, what does Peter Whalen say about this one on the DVD? Does he have any notes on it? Uh, he actually does. There's a couple of things that I actually found pretty interesting. They may have, already said this in the like the main movie in prometheus itself but if they did i didn't notice it so this was the first time i found this information out yeah uh, lv223 the moon they're going to is yes. in the zeta 2 reticuli system and it is 39 light years away from earth okay and um uh he also, he also, he doesn't even imply, he straight up says, the, like, the, you know, uh, because, like, how the whole thing is that in the movie, um, it's presented as Wayland gives a shit about this because he wants to go there and figure out a way to convince the engineers to make him immortal, you right. know? Yeah. Well, these notes posit that that's not the real reason he wanted to go to LV-223. Oh, interesting. Uh, like, he says that he's like, you know, it's interesting for, like, academic and scholarly purposes. It's, like, interesting for, you know, informational reasons, but not actually something he personally cares about. Yeah. The reason he decided to fund their trip was because yes. uh Utani Corporation long range scanners detected yes. a faint signal emanating from a different moon in that same system. Okay. And he even says, I'm not sure which one, but we believe the signal is coming from the next moon over. Which would oh, be designation four two six. Holy moly. So all the way back then, potentially that could be the derelict that we saw that we will see an alien already broadcasting its quote unquote distress signal. That's actually a warning to stay away. Right. Probably. Hmm. And also one other little piece of uh, interesting detail that I notated. Yeah. His notes also say that David 
is aware of 426 and the signal coming from it. Huh. So, like he was just told about it ahead of time, not like he figured it yeah. out on his own. Okay. Yeah, apparently. I mean, like, as far as I can tell, I don't think there's anything in the movie that supports that. But according to the special features, David is aware there's a signal emanating. Fascinating. Um, yeah. One thing I noticed is when the video starts, well, first of all, let's say the, the date of this broadcast is 2079. Mm-hmm. 1021 2079 if i'm reading this date stamp correctly so that's 14 years before the prometheus arrives at lv223 uh yep yeah and it has the yutani logo overlaid over the video like for the first couple seconds and then again at the end so this is weirdly yutani corporation footage like their copy of the video somehow so i believe well i believe the explanation for that is like how i mentioned that like the whole thing of it is that he sent it away to get it analyzed to make sure it was actually her okay i think the place he sent it to was the yutani corporation so we could just be seeing early stages of wayland and yutani working together before starting yeah starting to work together before yeah. a merger as opposed to to being like competitors which is how they've kind of been presented in us uh, i i believe spoiler alert for alien versus predator 2 there is a within the first alien versus predator movie the Whalen corporation factors in and in the second one the yutani corporation factors mm. in and it is sort of posed as if they're competitors a little bit that's like subtextual you know it's not like yeah, obvious so this is an interesting twist from how like i i think that i grew up always thinking it was some sort of a hostile takeover you know, a forced merger yeah. of the two companies. Uh, interesting to see that they're already like working with each other uh, this far back in history, in the history of the franchise. Yeah, that's all I really got to say about uh, a Quiet Eye. I, I do think it's fascinating that that his notes say that they're already aware of the signal. It must be the derelict, right? I mean, I can't think of anything else it could be because if I recall in one the thing that grabs their attention and makes them go over there mm-hmm. is that they picked up a signal. So. Yeah. And the company already had knowledge of it prior to yeah. Alien. So that certainly implies uh, that the Xenomorph was already banging around out in space before uh, before Alien Covenant. I'm just saying. It certainly does. <laughs> it's really looking that way. I, mean, I, got, I got some notes on um, some of the shit that really Scott said that we'll, we'll cover eventually um, we certainly will let's move on to uh mission project prometheus this is not really a there's not really anything in here it's not it's not part of the wayland files right um it is not no this one and the next one are both not part of the special features on the DV. Project Prometheus, Mission Project Prometheus is uh, just a woman named Andrea Bishop. Who was not in the movie, by the way. Not in the movie, giving information on the Prometheus mission. All it really was was a promotional video for a, a browser game that was on the Project Prometheus website. Hmm. You know, back when the movie was being released in theaters. And people could go to this website and play these these games as if they were applying to be part of the uh, Prometheus journey. 
Well, I suppose then that that explains why at the end of the video, she specifically asks for volunteers. Because oh, yeah. I guess it was tied into this game that I don't think I was even aware of. Yeah, they, so all of these games were games you could play in the browser. So there was something called Agility Assessment where, like, it's simulating you running on a treadmill and dodging obstacles with the arrow keys. A G-Force Assessment test where you're just kind of tracking a target dot with, like, your mouse cursor while you're, you know, quote-unquote strapped into a multi-access chair. Uh, situational Intelligence where you have to choose responses to hypothetical scenarios that could occur during the Prometheus mission. Spatial relations, it was like a puzzle game where you have to like, it was, sounds like it was a lot like Tetris, basically. This puzzle requires the applicant to use the arrow keys to correctly align falling shapes with the target outline beneath them. And then a prefrontal yeah. cortex assessment where you're rotating cubes set within a grid such, th such that the numbers imprinted on the faces of the cubes were set into ascending numerical order. This doesn't sound particularly fun to me. <laughs> Agreed. But uh, good for them for like going all out with like a multimedia experience for Prometheus. They also did a lot of like, like a lot of these videos were first premiered through like viral marketing there was like a David Twitter account where you could ask the character questions and like that unlocked the David, the David eight video, the happy birthday, David video. What a different time, man, when they were really going yeah, for like the full, did you ever fuck with like, like these kinds of AR games and viral, you know, viral marketing campaigns? Did you do like the, the halo? I love boot. I love booze, the halo. I love bees thing or like the Cloverfield stuff. I was going to say I did have a little bit of engagement with the Cloverfield one. Yeah. But like I was never really super online until like several years ago when I got a smartphone for the first time. Sure. Yeah. So like back like this time period of stuff. Well, actually think about it now. It probably I probably did already have a smartphone by the point now that I think about it. But, like, I mean, I did some engagement with the Cloverfield one because I really wanted to see that movie when it was, when it was like, on its way to coming out. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the ARG stuff, like, I, I was never really super plugged into any of that kind of stuff. So, not really, you know. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. I, I've, I'm not a particularly online person. So, I usually find out about those things long after they have happened. And then I just read some kind of recap through it all. I think it's interesting. I think it's a cool idea. And I'm yeah. glad that like they were putting so much behind Prometheus, really trying to jumpstart this franchise again. Yeah, they were really trying to make people uh, care about the Alien franchise once more, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm a little bummed that I missed it, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, that's all Project Prometheus' mission was. It was nothing super crazy. Uh, after that, we've got the uh, Wayland Industries testimonial video. Again, this was not part of the... The Wayland Files was not. Yeah, this was um, shown at a San Diego Comic Con in 2012. Uh, I think it might have launched or been part of what launched the uh, viral marketing campaign. And it's just a um, a person, a woman who works at Wayland Industries, Jamie Rossi, again another original character, talking about her time working for the company and working on nanotechnology and things like that. Uh, one 
interesting thing that I found in this, the only interesting thing I found in this is that she talks about how she had this idea to create artificial muscle using like woven like carbon nanotubes or something like that. Yep. And that is very clearly like the basis for the the synthetic muscles in David and in the other synthetics and androids, right? I mean, that's also what I assumed. And it's her. She's the one who came up with that technology, but... Boy, her name gets left out of the history books. Peter Whalen was up there on stage <laughs> talking about how it was all him and he's the creator yeah. of David and it's his masterpiece, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. It, None of that shit would have been possible without without Jamie Rossi here. Yeah, it's almost like he's a huge piece of shit or something. Almost. I also thought maybe that had something to do, like, you know how Peter Whalen was terrified of getting old and dying? Uh, you know, we'll see him with, like, mechanical augments to like give him mobility and stuff i'm wondering if like maybe part of his uh interest in this technology and in her research in particular was uh was that was like trying to figure out how he could give humans synthetic muscle maybe give himself synthetic muscle so that he could continue on i don't know that's speculation but clearly this is a guy who was obsessed with his mortality you know yeah that's for sure just something interesting to think about. And finally, we have the Prometheus transmission. This is a Wayland file, correct? It is, yes. It's the last one on the list. Sure. And this is just the uh, transmission that the Prometheus was broadcasting as it was traveling towards LV-223 as kind of like a welcome message, right? Kind of like that gold record. I was just about to say, it's basically this movie's equivalent of the golden record on the Voyager? I think it was on the Voyager. Yeah, the Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> That's the one. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's just like scenes of it's the crew, you know? It's it's furniture designed by humans in different eras, just videos of that, some music cues. There's a golden ratio, you know, the you know, the kind of nautilus shell associated with the golden ratio. Just like broadcasting advance like human advancements and stuff like that and messages from the crew of the prometheus and like what they're doing there as like what would be their first impression i suppose to an alien race should they discover one and some questionable choices including a lot of that holloway bullshit in this because man that guy <laughs> sucks i don't know man uh, uh if you think he sucks now just wait until we get to a couple of those deleted scenes god Yikes. he could have sucked so much worse what does uh, Peter Whalen say about this one, if anything, on that Blu-ray? Um, he didn't really have a whole lot to say about this one that, like, was stuff we didn't already know. Um, apparently, it was, like, the idea for this video uh, wasn't made by, like, the crew. Like, the idea for it was not thought up by, like, you know, Shaw or anybody. Right. He described it as it was a creation it was a uh, creation of like the science division and the PR division of Wayland Industries yeah. working together. And um, the reason they created it outside of like the scientific rationalization that the crew had, the reason they did it like in house as part of the company rather than having the crew do it yeah. is because yeah. they were planning on using it as like the centerpiece for this like um uh, for this like uh what's the word i'm looking for campaign okay that they were going to like run across various pieces of media 
upon the return of the crew, they huh. were going to use this uh, video as like the center point of this big like campaign, this big PR campaign to basically like recoup the trillion dollars they spent on this mission. They were going to use this as like a way to make that money back once the crew got back. Gotcha. Their own sort of viral marketing campaign. Pretty much. Interesting. Um, he said he said a couple other minor things, but nothing that was really important or would like expand your understanding of the events of the video. Okay. That was pretty much about it. Gotcha. And that's pretty much it for the uh, Whalen Files and other short films made made to promote Prometheus. Um, not a whole lot here, honestly, yeah, for me. Not a lot. We get yeah, not really. We get some more information about Peter Whalen, which I think uh, is good to have, you know. But I don't think any of this, like none of this, was real. There's a lot of world building, right? The Utani, yeah, pretty much showing up and the development of the synthetics and all of those kinds of things, like. It's cool, and I, I I think it's worth if you want to watch the four Peter Wayland files shorts, like go for it. It doesn't really add, doesn't really subtract, doesn't really change anything that we saw in the core movie. Nice, nice features to have, though. The only other thing I really have to say about him is that, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Mission Project Prometheus was released as part of like you know the ARG or whatever. Yeah. But like the first four, so TED Conference, Happy Birthday David, Quiet Eye, and Mission Prometheus, those were all released like before the movie came out. Oh, yeah. And then, as you mentioned, the Wayland Industries testimonial was um, the video that played on the loop at the Prometheus booth at San Diego Comic Con 2012, yes. which happened after the movie came out. And then finally... Prometheus Transmission also came out after the movie was released, and it was made specifically to promote the home video release of the movie on DVD and Blu-ray. Okay. And that was the only other stuff I had to say about those. Gotcha. Well, let's um, let's just take a pause right here, and then we will be back to get a dive in deep on the uh, Prometheus, the Prometheus deleted and extended scenes, where I have probably too much to say. 